Welcome to BIPOC Rising, a space to challenge, learn, transform, and thrive as individuals in a collective BIPOC community. I'm your host, Christina Vivit, a life coach and speaker with a background as a certified professional coach, doctor of physical therapy, and a community health researcher. I help my clients boldly achieve their goals while redefining the hustle mindset. Now, let's dive into today's episode. to be on today's show. Today is a very special day. We are at One Down Media Studio with Carla Ibarra. We are so excited to have her on today's show of BIPOC Rising. So Carla, can you introduce yourself? Well, thank you, Christina. Hello, everyone. Uh, my name is Carla Ibarra. My pronouns are she, her. I'm a proud trans Filipina immigrant now based here in Los Angeles for about three years now three or four years yeah. 2018 wow. 2019 yeah so I am doing community work I'm working for a nonprofit healthcare organization here in Los Angeles I'm also currently a student at the University of Southern California I'm taking my master's degree in public health um, because I'm planning to um, like to take leadership roles in you know public health um, organizations around the city. Yeah. Yeah. We got a leader here. We are so excited. She is going to take over the world of public health, everyone. Okay. So let's start off with basic education and language when it comes to gender. Can you share okay. a little bit more about this and why this is important? Yeah, for sure. So I actually have a cheat sheet here. So just to make sure that, you know, I don't, I don't say something incorrectly, you know, just to make sure. Um, so to start it off, um, gender is different from sex, but people use it loosely, you know, together, but they're different. Gender identity too is different from gender and sexual orientation. So let's start first with gender. So gender means that um, it's what's expected of you. It's social and cultural. You know, it's it's the norms that we that we um, we put with, you know, how it is or what it is to be a woman, to be a man, to be neither and stuff like that. So those are the expectations set up by the by the society. And then sex is something that is assigned to you at birth. So it's essentially what is, you know, what you can tell from a from a baby when they were born from their exter uh, external genitalia. And then gender is someone's, you know, deep sense of themselves. It's mm. their personal identity. It's how they see themselves. So that's gender identity. Who you go to bed as. So mm. who you are as a person. And sexual orientation is who you go to bed with. So this is your immutable attraction to other people. Um, whether be it it's about, you know, their characteristics as a person, like behaviors or their gender identity or all of that stuff. So that's your attraction to other mm. people. So I hope that make, that makes that clear to yes. a lot of people. I love that explanation. The the analogy of who you go to bed with and who you who you go to bed as. I love that. I love it. Mm -hmm. So you have an incredible journey and we would love to hear more about your journey being a trans Filipina, coming from the Philippines, and then coming here to the States. Tell mm -hmm. us a little bit more about your journey. 
Well, it was it was a tough one, I would say. When I first arrived here in the U.S., I was actually a part of an exchange funded by the State Department. Um, and that was in 2015, mm -hmm. back when I initially finished my, my bachelor's. I was in the East Coast for a few months. Um, and I told myself, I love this place, you know, I love the country because I never felt, you know, the othering. And this is a very unfortunate truth I experienced growing up as a trans kid back in the Philippines. Whenever I go to places, there will always be people like looking at me like some kind of way because they can tell or they can clock me, you know, that mm. I'm trans or I was being different. I was seen differently. So for the first time in my life, I never had that treatment you know, from, from people. Now, that's not to say that I haven't or I never encountered any, any sort of issues here in the U.S. as a trans immigrant. I did. But what I'm saying is back when I first arrived here, mm -hmm. it was way better. I felt like my, my, my whole person is validated. So to That's speak. amazing. Yeah. Yeah, so... And then what happened was I have relatives here mm -hmm. in, in... In L.A.? in california in san francisco mm, okay. first um so i What's decided up, bay area? yes bay area peeps hello <laughs> um so that's what happened i visited the following year mm -hmm. um to see you know how how the west coast is it's actually pretty nice the weather's amazing people are amazing beautiful san francisco's so beautiful and then that's when i when i told myself okay like i don't know how but I know I'm going to manage. I'm going to be here for good. That's what I'm telling myself, right? So I visited L.A. We're keeping her, y'all. We're keeping her here in L.A. <laughs> <laughs> so this is, I'm going to share a little bit about how I met that guy before and now my husband. He's okay. amazing. <laughs> okay, <Hubs>. Okay. <laughs> um, so I was, I wasn't looking for a love life or anything. I was actually looking for scholarship opportunities. <laughs> Here in, the, in the, here in the U.S. Okay. But, you know, when you don't look for it, still, like, you know, the more you don't entertain it, the more it happens. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so, um, I was on this dating app. Can I, can I say it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Why not? Okay, Cupid. So, that's where I met him. I just wanted someone to take me around the city. Mm -hmm. um, this was in 2016. Mm -hmm. I wanted to, you know... For someone to take me around LA to tour me around. And the agreement was I was gonna pay for his gas and his food and you know, just take me around. Nothing, no, no, no plans of hooking up, no anything. Mm -hmm. Nothing. And then I realized when I met him, I'm like, oh damn, he's cute. But I'm <laughs> like, okay, girl, you gotta calm down with that. You know, you gotta chill. I didn't do anything. We didn't do anything. But he's so in, he's so smart, and mm -hmm. I'm into smart guys. He's just everything. Aww. And then from that day, from that day until today, there was never a day that we didn't talk. Um, that's how the thing started. So that's how my journey here in the U.S. started. That's amazing. And then and the rest I, is history. <laughs> I, I give you so much credit and mad mad respect for how transparent you were with expectations with oh, this yeah. guy. Yes. <laughs> No, I'm telling him, <laughs> like, even ladies, this day. Ladies and gentlemen, she told him, I will pay for your gas. 
yep. and your food. Yep. And that's it. You're yeah. gonna no show me around LA. Just take nice <laughs> pictures of me. Be an amazing Instagram I boyfriend for the day. You know. And plus, um, on a more serious note, you know, the realities of being trans and the dating scene. It's never always well, it's never always fun or amazing or you know because like being trans comes along with you know the fear of you know the violence mm-hmm. that we would get especially from from men mm-hmm. if they find out that we're trans mm-hmm. that's one of the aspects and you know the trans the trans identity in particular trans women um and trans bodies um it's highly and hypersexualized it's mm. you know we are seen as you know, fetishes, you know, yeah. especially by men. So that's something that I never really appreciate. Um, even up to this day, it's not cool. Um, so that's one of the things, you know, mm-hmm. like when, w- whenever I meet a new person before, I'm like, I'm scared. And then until I, I met my, my husband, who is just an amazing person. Oh, so I, I wish I everyone, ev- to every trans person who watches this, you know, to never settle. Um, for less, you know, if you feel disrespected in the relationship, if you feel like your partner is not really validating your experience as a person and you feel like it's not the welcoming of a relationship, you got to step out, girl. There's way, way, way better partners you can get, you know? Yes. This girl bringing it all to the episode. (laughs) I love it. So you talked a little bit about the challenges that you've experienced, mm-hmm. or just in general, the ch- the collective challenges that mm-hmm. trans men and women experience. Can you share a little bit more about those challenges and what's helped you to overcome them? Yeah, um, the challenges starts from you know from being a kid and knowing that you're trans, but never having the word for it or naming it, not knowing how to name it. Um, especially as someone, you know, who's coming from a country, the Philippines, where we don't really have the word for the word trans as we have here in the U.S. Plus, growing up in a very conservative family, we know that, you know, the, the Philippines is highly, highly conservative, highly Catholic. Mm-hmm. Um, so I wasn't a stranger to that kind of, like, environment. So... From the time that I knew about my trans identity, I was six or seven. I'm really sure that I was a little girl, not the little boy. I don't know. Um, it was just like an unspoken rule mm-hmm. in the house that, you know, that is wrong. That kind of thing is wrong. Mm-hmm. Because like we, we see it everywhere. Right. Like, you know, the people who are assigned male um, dressing feminine or expressing themselves as feminine. Mm-hmm. We see it everywhere. But in the house like at home you would you would you would hear people i would hear people like you know like making fun of these people and in my mind as a kid not knowing how to express myself i'm like okay i don't want to be like that Mm -hmm. but at the same time i i could actually relate to the experience because that's how i want to be you know i never had like you know so that's one of the major challenges growing up as a trans kid not having like an example, uh-huh. you know, especially in the Philippines. It's now different because like we have, you know, trans representation in the media. Mm-hmm. But before like growing up, not having the example, um, access to healthcare back in the Philippines. Um, I was 
already in college. I wanted to medically transition, like to to start with my HRT, my hormone replacement mm-hmm. therapy. There are no medical providers that would want to treat trans people. Still. Be- Yes, still. Even wow. up to this day. Not even in Manila? No. Oh my no. god. I was born and raised in Manila. The 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 HRT medications we use even up to this day is from the black market. We get it from the oh streets. Oh my god. It's unregulated. Wow. Yep. And it's like purely out of pocket. Wow. So, you know, um what else? Well, I am privileged though because my experience I would say is unique. Not every trans person get the chance to you know, find a partner yeah. that that is, you know, fully accepting of who they are. Mm-hmm. No buts, no ifs, you know, just come as you are and I will love you. Mm-hmm. That's my husband for me. Oh. But mm-hmm. that's not the reality, you know, at hand. Mm-hmm. You know, I recognize the privilege I have having to being able to finish, you know, um, being able to go to college yeah. and finish my undergrad. That in itself is a privilege, especially in the Philippines. Mm-hmm. I graduated in, in an amazing private university back in the Philippines in a 100% scholarship. But not everyone has that kind of, you know, opportunity. Another thing is, this is another thing that I, I, I discussed with my family. I had this for a while that they, they do only accept me if I'm excelling academically. But mm. if I wasn't, you know, to, to validate my difference to them. For, for the longest time, that's how I was feeling. That's what um, I was getting from my family. That, you know, in order for them to accept me as a trans person, you got to do something to, you know, compensate for your difference. Let's say, you know, you're amazing, you're trans, be, at least be an amazing kid in school. So, you know, for the longest time, now I brought this up to my mom. I had this conversation with her. You know, we healed from it, you know. But back then, I told her, like, what if it turns out that I wasn't, you know, the amazing kid in school? Mm-hmm. What would have happened? Would you have still accepted me if, you know, I wasn't, you know, really performing well in school? So, yeah, these are, like, the challenges. Oh, mm-hmm. lastly, in high school, um, high schools in the Philippines... Even up to this day, we cannot go to school. You know, we have uniforms in mm-hmm. high school, in public high schools. We cannot grow our hair. We cannot, you know, like wear like the, 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 the women's uniform mm-hmm. in class. So we got to wear like the, the men's uniform. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, even when you're like, okay, I'm trans and stuff like that. Wow. Wow. I honor you for your journey and warping in the family aspects mixed in with the socialization at school, mixed in with coming to the States. Like, I'm so proud of you. Thank you. And you have come so far. And I really, really have a lot of respect for the way that you manage with your family and the way that you talk through things with your mom and being able to heal that part of your childhood is a really big deal. You should yeah. feel really good about yourself about Thank that. Thank you. Yeah. It's a process though, you know, yeah. like, because like sometimes I would think about it, you know, I can still, sometimes like I can still feel the hurt, but at the same time, I know that, you know, my mom will be watching this. You know, we, we went past it, you know, but, and she understands that sometimes I have, one of those days where you know it just all comes back and 
I'm not in the mood. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, stuff like that. The trauma. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Amazing. And, you know, you touched on this earlier. When it comes to love and romance, you touched on the different challenges that yeah. you've experienced. Um, I would love to hear a little bit more about the specific challenges in love and romance along with you touched on, you know, the violence that goes on. And yeah. even though that's a really dark area, I think this is something that needs to be brought yeah. a little bit more to the surface yeah. that people need to know about because mm -hmm. it happens. Yes. And people need to be aware of the fact that not everyone feels safe in love and romance. For Something sure. I think it has about. to, yeah, it has to really be talked about. And before that, so I forgot to, to mention this. So we have trans, the word trans, transgender, right? So it's an adjective that we use to describe to people whose, you know, experience as, you know, a person, their gender identity doesn't conform with their sex at birth. Mm -hmm. So cisgender, on the other hand, like yourself, you're mm -hmm. a cis woman. Mm -hmm. um, cis means or cisgender means that, you know, your gender identity conforms with what you were assigned at birth. Mm -hmm. So just to make that clear. So with the violence, yeah, it happens more often than, you know, than we think. And I agree with you. I, I echo that, you know, sentiment that, you know, it's actually a privilege not having to worry about, yeah. you know, not having to worry about whether or not your partner would be able to clock you and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And this is one of the things that is, you know, even now the community is divided because the premise is there is a lot of trans violence or tra violence against trans people because we do not disclose our trans identity. But at the same time, how it feels to me whenever I hear that, oh, you're like, you got beaten up because you didn't tell the guy that you're trans, you know? I'm like, I don't know how to feel about that because to me, that's like victim blaming right there. Right. That, you know, really like, do I deserve to be beaten up for not, you know, telling someone about my trans identity, especially the fact that just saying or telling that you're trans is in itself, you know, already an invitation of violence. Right. That has been like the reality to, to a lot of us. You know, that's why we don't really talk about it. And at the same time, why would I talk about my trans experience to someone that I do not trust? Or someone Again. that you just met. Yes, yeah. exactly. Because yeah. like, you know, we got to understand that, you know, the trans identity is persecuted. The discourse should be shifted from, oh, because you didn't disclose your trans identity to empowering men. That is, it is okay to, to be attracted to trans women, to empower women, that it is, it is okay to have a trans man as a partner, mm -hmm. you know, as a trans, you know, that it is okay for cis people to be attracted to trans people because the way we are, because you find us attractive. Right. And that's, that's it, you know, period. Right. You know, I think the conversation has to be shifted like that, that, you know, it's okay for straight men to be in love with a woman like me that doesn't make you gay that doesn't make you any less of a man my husband for example so we had this conversation i'm not outing him in any way i have his consent um he dated for the longest time a lot of like cis women mm -hmm. and i asked him we had this conversation that you know how did you know that you're attracted to trans women i told him you know, he gave me a very amazing answer. Like, I feel so validated with the answer. He mm. said, well, that's the thing. Like, how do you know if a person is trans? 
not unless like you see them naked of course clearly but other than that when you meet the person you don't necessarily think about you know like what's between their legs right you know i just meet the person and i think they're they're pretty i think they're awesome they're smart and that's more than enough for me to be attracted to the person so i think i i hope you know we ha- we start having that kind of you know attraction that we don't single out trans people only because once you know we're trans things about our bodies start to to visit your mind mm-hmm. you know anything always about like anything about trans is always about our body and because of that you know those certain parts of our body gets us you know hurt mm-hmm. you know um gets us violated and mm-hmm. stuff like that so yeah with the violence i think yeah the solution that i that i have in mind is that you know we got to empower the communities trans people are empowered already more than empowered we got to start empowering you know the the communities that surround the trans community that for them to understand that it's okay to be attracted yeah. to us yeah that's amazing thank that's you that's amazing <laughs> and you know I see that you do a ton of work in trans advocacy. You're getting your public health degree at USC. Thank you. She is a well-rounded, educated woman, everyone. She's a beautiful, well-rounded, educated woman that is still getting more education at USC. So tell us a little bit more about the trans advocacy work that you do and your work in public health. So a little bit of a background. I didn't plan to be in healthcare, to be honest with you. I graduated with a degree in diplomacy back in the Philippines because I wanted to be a lawyer and I wanted to be You mean you're uh, not a nurse? <laughs> yeah, no, I am not a nurse. <laughs> um a lot of people And I can say that cuz I'm Filipina. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah, it's only for us like it's an inside joke, not like uh, the outsiders. Uh-uh. Yeah, because like even like non-Filipino folks like are telling like are you a nurse i'm like girl like you got to <laughs> chill with that cuz not all of us are nurses but to all my nurse brothers sisters and siblings you all are doing amazing yes, work in the middle are. of the pandemic you are thank you thank you special shout out to my brother he is killing it as a filipino nurse <laughs> i love my but one thing that really stands out to me though with the nurse thing that you know People really there's a survey about, you know, the nurses that people love. Filipinos stand out, really. <laughs> I think not only with nursing though. Yes. We stand out with anything that we do. Oh, yes. Girl, yes. I, I mean, Carla Ibarra on the I'm show sorry. everyone. Just gotta <laughs> say it out loud like no matter where you put us, like we really excel. And a lot of people don't really like that cuz. Girl. <laughs> you see? Like what a shame. I wasn't born here and here I am like doing my masters in USC and stuff yes. i mean no yes. so going to the trans advo- advocacy yeah so i wanted to be a lawyer but i felt like there was a disconnect that i couldn't understand and i've seen it firsthand in my experience as a trans person back in the philippines and now here no doctor wanted to see me you know oh, to take I... care of me you know for for my trans care needs that's when you know my by thinking like something has to happen you know something has to advocate for for myself and for for other trans people that's when i started to be in the health advocacy you know there is a wide gap of like the disparities of health when it and access not only health 
proper, but access to proper healthcare, um, access to employment, access to clean and safe homes. Mm -hmm. um, like one in every five trans people in one point in their lives experienced homelessness. And this is all interconnected, you know, the intersectionality of it. Mm -hmm. So that's why, like, I'm in the trans advocacy. That's how it started for me. Like, I never had a primary care provider until I was 23. Wow. 23 years old. So, yeah, I saw the relevance of it. So I started working for a nonprofit um, healthcare that do service, cater for trans individuals all over the West Coast. I'm working in one of the largest transgender health programs in the country. Oh, my um, gosh. That's amazing. So, yeah, that's an honor. That's, that's a privilege. Yeah. You know, to be able to see, like, people getting proper care. Yes. And, you know, and another thing is this is a way for me to, to, pay, to, to pay the kindness forward mm -hmm. to the community. Because um, I remember back in 2018 when I was new here, I didn't know where to go. Um, and then advocates in the community, I'm going to mention her. She's also a Filipina. She's um, a lifelong, she, she's a lifetime awardee for the city of LA, Mother Karina Samala. I call her my mother. She's a Filipina. She helped me to, to be connected with these places to get care. That's and amazing. I want to be that person too, you know, to 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 lend a hand, to extend a hand to those people who who don't know where to go. Yeah, especially my community, the yes. trans community. So yeah, and then I recently got seated in the city of LA's uh, transgender advisory council amazing. as a council member. Um, so last December, so we advised the mayor and all the city officials on key trans issues you know that we face here in the city so yeah that's where the advocacy part comes on to like you know to continuously to keep pushing for you know trans people's rights and making people realize that hey like trans rights are also human rights mm -hmm. you know so that's, that's how incredible. i started with the with the advocacy and now going to school for it you know to to be like the voice yeah. of the voice list and to like keep the door open for opportunities so that other people may come in and have a seat at the table with me. That is amazing. And <laughs> that story that you had about your tita that helped connect you with all the people. One thing that I know about Filipinos is we love helping each other and That's supporting true. each other. And really just seeing eye to eye like either someone's walking a journey that you once walked or... Yeah. You know, you had, you know, your auntie live with you when you were a kid as she was figuring out her way in the States. Like, mm -hmm. Filipinos, we just have this special community that, you know, we just uplift each other and really support That's each true. other. And I think it's incredible. That's true. So incredible. I love it. Like, even though, like, I had really, like, I had bad experiences growing up as a trans kid on individual level. I would say like that, you know, the culture of hospitability, like hospitality in the Philippines, it's real. Yeah. Like people, even when they're strangers, Filipinos love to help. Absolutely. Like that's... But don't take advantage of us. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Like we have the term bayanihan. Yeah. Like, you know, when people like try to help each other and stuff. But yeah, then again, do not <laughs> take right. advantage of us. <laughs> Oh my god. Yes, you are incredible and Thank I you. love hearing your story. 
We would love to hear about your goals. You are such a well-rounded, educated, beautiful woman that is doing incredible things. Thank We would you. love to hear about your goals. Short term, um, well, short-ish term. So I'm finishing with my master's degree um, by next year, 2023 of fall. So I'm planning to be like an epidemiologist. Oh, Hopefully like, you know, um, work for... the county or work for like the government so that you know like get those benefits honey yes girl <laughs> those coins girl <laughs> no for real though um like to show people and also especially my community to to inspire that in ourselves that you know because we've led to believe the the, the case of like imposter syndrome mm -hmm. in the trans community mm -hmm. is is real because we are Like for the longest time growing up, we, we got used to people telling us that we cannot do it or that we cannot be in these spaces. But I'm here to I'm here to change that yes. to, 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 to tell, you know, especially to the young kids who speak like me, who are non, you know, non-native English speakers. I'm going to tell you right now, you deserve this space as, you know, as anyone like you can be here in this space if you just put in the work. I know it's a long way ahead, you know. The system is just flawed and it doesn't really work for people like us. But if we push, uh, we keep pushing, we can be here. We can be there. So, yeah, uh, I'm planning to like to take up like leadership positions in, in public health, in the field of public health. What are your plans? <laughs> <laughs> well, for those of you who don't know, I'm also a public health researcher. And so... This Filipina. <laughs> anything about We health. We wear a lot of hats. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. And I really, I really do resonate with your, with your goals in public health because public health is so important in literally everything. You know, it's sure. not just... Public health is not just COVID management, everyone. That's true. <laughs> It goes way beyond that. And for me, as a public health researcher, my focus is in immigrant health, and I feel very strongly about really, you know, identifying those needs and the gaps in accessibility and where yeah. education mm -hmm. um, could be really elevated, you know, to empower and improve the health and health outcomes of the immigrant community. And so... Especially uh, of color. Yes. We need that. Absolutely. And, you know, just to think a little bit more macro lens, within, let's say, the Asian community, there's a lot of differences between yep. Chinese, Japanese, Korean, Filipinos. You know, the needs amongst all the different groups, those need to be brought to the table a little bit more because we can't just be lumped as Asians. Just you Asians. Know? Right. Yeah. The needs of each group is definitely unique to mm -hmm. each group. And so, you know, within a public health lens, I'm totally there with you. You yeah. know, I totally resonate with that in my public health research. I love doing it. And it's really, it's really great to, and especially in, in public health research, you are not going into a community. You are collaborating with the You're community. You're with them. Yes. yes. You are collaborating with your mm -hmm. community because... You are not the expert. The community is the expert. And that's so true. that's one thing as a public health researcher or public health professional that we need to remember that we're not the expert. It's the community that's, that's the experts. True. And we are collaborating mm -hmm. with our community to be able to 
improve the health outcomes and overall, you know, health behaviors and education of that community because of that true collaboration. So anyway, and I think um, like to 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 pick a bank on what you said, it's also important your presence here, you know, as as a woman of color who's mm -hmm. doing research for public health, our experiences, the, the experiences we bring on the table, it's valuable. You know, the things that we carry with us, the experiences mm -hmm. that we have, that enables us to provide, you know, insights and care that not a lot of people, you know, especially those who are like not of color mm -hmm. or, or of our experiences, they, they, will, they can just read it from books. But ours is like actual lived experiences. And mm -hmm. I think, you know, that's very important. Absolutely. Absolutely. To close the episode, we're going to have a really quick fire round. Your top three takeaways for creating more inclusive spaces, whether it's personally and professionally. So number one. <sighs> Love yourself more. Um, that's one of the things that's very personal. <laughs> and then I think having the conversation just about, you know, especially around kids, you know, uh, one of the things is like, the importance of pronouns, let's mm -hmm, say, mm -hmm. especially if you have any trans people in your lives, start having the conversation, you know, talk about the trans people in your lives, you know, in a very positive light. And that way, you know, we have the conversation, we have, we have the example, not only in media, but in our everyday lives, you know, that we see them, that they exist and that we, 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 we recognize their, their presence, you know. Another thing is, I would say, I know with COVID, it's not really that doable, but volunteer, talk about, you know, injustices in the community and just keeping the conversation going. That means a lot, you know, because like a lot of people would say that, you know, oh, I'm neutral, you know, on these issues and stuff. Well, the fact that you're being neutral, you're taking a stand and you're taking the side of the oppressor. And I think it's very important to keep the conversation going. Yeah. I think that's very important. I love it. To our audience, I hope you all learned so much from our guest today. And she is incredible. And I'm so happy to share space with her tonight. Carla, where can our audience find you if they want oh, to find you on social media? I'm on Instagram at miss.carlaibarra. Um, you can check me out. You can see, you know, the, the Filipino food I cook, my cats. My journey, my, my work, the work that I do for the community. We are so happy to have Carla today and so good to hear her story and overall just her amazing words for the audience. Thank you so much, Carla, for being Thank on you. today's show of BIPOC Rising. And as always, you can find me on Instagram, Christina Vivit, and my website that will play in the outro of the show. So thank you so much for coming, um, everyone who is on Kumu and everyone who was tuned in today. We had so much fun today at One Down Media. Check them out too. They are incredible and they are doing some really dope things in entertainment with and for Filipinos. So thank you so much, everyone. We'll catch you on our next episode. Congratulations for taking another step in your Thrive journey and empowering those around you. BIPOC Rising is happy to support you. And if you would like to find me, you can find me on my website, www.empoweredcommunity.com to explore ways that I can best support you and your goals. 
And don't forget, that's Empowered Community spelled with a Y-O-U in community. You can also take a look at the link in my podcast bio for my website. Until next time, thanks for tuning in. 